I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. The Catch Wrestling Alliance. We're here to keep real wrestling alive. Thank you for joining me. I've uh, got a lot of different things to talk about here, um, but I want to talk about at least this week. Our main subject is going to be stuff that you guys are talking about. So, uh, so let's go ahead and get to it, right? So, um, in this case, it's going to be rule sets for catch wrestling because, like, there's there's so many different types. So, so. Not necessarily rule sets for catch wrestling competition. We can talk about that. We might talk about that uh, uh, pretty soon, if not first, uh, because we have to kind of talk about rule sets for catch wrestling or rule sets for catch wrestlers in particular when they want to be competing uh, and when they don't have authentic catch wrestling competitions around, like in their area, or uh, there's very few, like you know, because uh, we're we're organizing authentic catch wrestling competitions. Uh, also, Wigan uh, in England um, is pretty much the only other people who do authentic catch wrestling, uh, authentic catch wrestling competitions. Uh, so, like, where can people go if they don't live in Northern England or uh, around uh, the west coast of the United States? Um, so. With that being said, let's go ahead and maybe start with the with the basics or the the foundation of what would be an authentic rule set for catch wrestling, and then we'll kind of we can kind of start talking about other like grappling competitions uh, that might be best suited for the catch wrestler. So, with that being said, I uh, hear actually so also going on with uh, a lot of stuff that or a lot of comments that I'm seeing online. Uh, stuff that you guys are sending to me as well. Uh, so some people think that there's like two rule sets for catch wrestling, like the the British rule set and then the American United States rule set. Uh, this is not true, right? So let's go ahead and go to the fundamental rule set for catch wrestling, uh, one that was basically accepted all over the world. Um, so it's pin or submission, but strangles are barred it's it's that simple uh so you but what that means is i think what's kind of going on in a lot of people's minds when they hear that is like uh if you see the meme with that was like julia roberts face looking actually i don't know whose who's face it is but kind of reminds, reminds me of julia roberts so it's a woman's face looking confused and then they have overlaid all these different uh, diagrams of uh what um <laughs> like like uh equations and stuff like that um so basically what that means is that you don't do guillotines, you don't do rear naked chokes, you don't do bulldog chokes or whatever. Um, so it's like you're, that's that's basically, that's it, right? But you do everything else. And, and the emphasis is on the neck crank, um, not because of necessarily getting the submission, but because when you turn their head, you actually start making them turn their body. So you, you actually demonstrate more control over them uh, than you would on a choke. And so then uh, a lot of people also, especially these old timers, so this is what I'm, when I say a lot of people, I'm talking about uh, people in the heyday of catch wrestling, a lot of them believe that the choke is something that you can get caught in, like as in like by luck, right? Like so the other guy's luck, uh, you know, he, he might catch you in a choke. Um, so it doesn't mean they were like um, not defending chokes and this and that. Uh, that's nonsense. They knew all about it, and but um, uh, so they were totally able to to do that. Uh, but the rule sets just didn't do. They didn't allow for that, especially in professional catch wrestling. So you might have the the odd match uh, here and there, but 
Um, what I want to show you is that there's no difference between the British rule set and the American rule set. And I want to give you two examples from like the most famous American catch wrestlers. So here we go. Let me go and show you here. So this is this is Frank Gotch's wrestling book here. Right. And then let me show let me show you here. So on page, I think it's like 47. Oh no, sorry. Page 27 in his book. Right. He says, catch as catch can, however, is without a doubt the favorite style at the present time. And despite the fact that some groundwork is absolutely unavoidable, every bout is bright and interesting from beginning to end. Any hold is allowed, excepting, excepting, right, those previously mentioned, the fool Nelson and the hand to gather with the stranglehold. So, uh, sorry, sorry, together with the stranglehold, right? And uh, the hammerlock where amateurs are concerned. So they barred the hammerlocks for amateurs, right? But uh, for everyone, the stranglehold and full Nelson were barred. So we don't talk about the full Nelson so much, but yeah, I mean, just know that that was also barred because <clears throat> a lot of people got their necks broken, I believe, with that. So, so that's from Frank Gotch. And let's go ahead and go to another American, right? The guy who trained Frank Gotch. So Farmer Burns. And so this is the life work of Farmer Burns. So the life work, does that mean it's like, like important? I think it does, right? So uh, in the last page of his book, he actually puts, can you see that there? The rules of wrestling. Right, and uh-oh, rule number two, so it must be important if it's right at the top, right, or right near the top, um, stranglehold barred, that's it. Number, if you want to know, the number one rule is either opponent may press his arm against his agonist neck or face, right? So what does that mean? Or does that suddenly mean that uh, strangling is okay when rule number two says strangling is barred? What that means is like uh, uh, it's okay to have like one arm around the neck, right? But uh, usually, like what happens in wrestling um, is usually have like one arm, you have that that one arm in. So you can have one. So the, your opponent would be kind of like this, and you can have what what in wrestling is called a headlock, right? A lot of times you'll have both the head, so one arm's kind of around one side of the neck, and then an arm in as well. Right, so at the same time, that is legal, right? Because you're you're still actually kind of choking them, right? You're still constricting around the neck, but you're not only doing that, so that makes it legal. So, also too that I think that's why, um, or like I think it's illogical for people to be really upset about chokes when you we have like an arm triangle choke, right? Uh, that that's in jujitsu. That's also catch wrestling, right? So you, there, in a way, there's like still kind of uh, loopholes to the whole choking or strangling thing. Um, so again, I, I don't. That's why I said like specifically, what is barred is like guillotine, bulldog choke, um, uh, rear naked choke, where it's only around the neck, right? But people get so upset. I guess like their whole identity is uh, based off those three techniques and probably even less bulldog choke, more rear naked choke and guillotine um, things because like it's a big thing in jujitsu, especially at white belt. So uh, I think that's why people like flip out. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. So and I get tired of hearing about it because if they because then the, what happens is they complain uh, about catch wrestling, not allowing it. Uh, our authentic catch wrestling not allowing it and um it's almost like uh if someone it's like if the jiu-jitsu person you can think of them as say if they speak french or it's, it's almost yeah, it's almost like french and american uh american english speakers where it's like they might speak french or english but then if they encounter someone who does not speak either of those languages then they get upset Right, they're not speaking to them like here in the United States. I don't know where you're from. If you're 
uh, listening from another country. I think you've probably seen the whole stereotype um, where uh, an American monolingual, like someone who only speaks English, um, you know, they get upset when they encounter like a Spanish speaker or Chinese speaker or whatever. Uh, then they say like, oh, you're in America, speak English. So, um, kind of the same mindset where it's like someone who's came from a jujitsu background and then uh, they encounter something where it's like, oh, we've just barred a couple, uh, like three techniques. And then they're like, oh, you know, like, I don't understand, speak English, you know. So it's it's kind of along those lines where it is illogical, right? So if you if you want to be doing those chokes or whatever, do jujitsu competitions. There's There are more of them than there are of what we do. Um, so actually with that being said, that actually leads me to the main point. And like, so another question from you guys was, uh, what would be the best rule set, you know, since, uh, for someone who has like a catch wrestling base to be competing in. And so there's all these different kinds of, um, things or different types of tournaments with different types of rules. So let's kind of talk about some of them. Right, because say I just kind of read you the rules of catch wrestling, and it's very simple, it's very straightforward, very easy to understand. So basically, there's just no chokes, and then you pin or submission. There's no points, right, and no time limit. So unfortunately, everything else will have big time limits, or, or what I mean, but not I don't mean big time limits, but I mean uh, short time limits. Uh, so in the way, in my mind, that's like a big thing because, um, you know, since catch wrestling didn't have time limits and actually in our events, we have a 20 minute time limit. Um, so a lot of like jujitsu competitions are like uh, under 10 minutes. So a lot of times even like five minutes. So I feel like that's kind of not enough to implement some strategies. Um, but with that being said, all of these ones are going to have like a shorter time limit. Um, and then they're going to have different points for, say, like takedowns or passing guard, getting mount, uh, reversal. So if someone gets you down and all, like, so you're on bottom and then you you sweep them, right? So that basically means that you go from bottom to top. Uh, you get points. Um, so catch wrestling doesn't have points. Authentic catch wrestling does not have points. If you see somebody claiming to be doing a catch wrestling tournament and has a point system, it's not a catch wrestling tournament. Um so um, in all these like jujitsu tournaments and stuff, and uh, I, someone even said that there's some kind of other kind of uh, uh, like combat wrestling something. Um, so they have, they have their own rule set. But the thing is, um, if you pin somebody, you don't win, but you get points for pinning them. But, you know, I guess the, the fight continues. Um, so people were asking if that would be an optimal rule set. Um, I, for, for me and my, to, to make a long story short, my opinion, what my opinion is, is uh, submission only is, would be my ideal for a catch wrestler. Then if they can't be doing catch wrestling tournaments, the closest thing, I guess that would be uh, a way to show your catch wrestling ability would be a submission only tournament anything with no points so since submission only means that right you only uh go to someone well usually there's a time limit and uh, and oftentimes it's a 20 minute time limit so uh sometimes in uh, and uh, eddie bravo rules it could be like a 10 minute time limit and then they do the eddie bravo uh overtime so that where you kind of go back and forth kind of like a sudden death type thing but the thing is the majority of the time there's no points right so it doesn't matter if uh if they got your back or whatever because in catch wrestling it really doesn't matter if someone takes your back because you're you can set up so many reversals a lot of different submissions uh from having someone on your back i do it a lot um you know i'll try to do more videos on stuff like that um so you don't want to like you don't want to get docked for points if that's your strategy. Like if you know someone's really good at taking the back, you might want to let them take your back, right? If, if you know what to do, if you know how to prevent the, them from choking you or, and you know how to counter. I often counter a lot with um, a double wrist lock against like someone trying to take my back. 
uh, it's really easy to do. So, um, uh, so that's why, in my opinion, uh, like submission only competition would be probably the best alternative to a catch wrestling tournament for someone who believes that they're practicing catch wrestling. Um, and so go ahead and let me know your thoughts on that. Um, because it's really closest. The only thing is like, there's no pins, but you can still be using pinning strategies to control your person. Right. So in jujitsu, they basically call that like pressure passing. Uh, you can totally be doing those types of things, uh, to pass their guard set up and, and how like what the, the jujitsu guru, John Danaher, uh, was talking about, you use pins, uh, to keep someone in place in position uh, so that you can set up your submission holds, right? Uh, so let's go and get to some of your questions, right? So let me know your thoughts if you guys like. So ultimately, in a, in a, in a nutshell, my position is like points are garbage, right? Points are trash, right? You can like points if you want, do whatever point, whatever um, tournament you want. Um, but in my... For uh, my point of view, if you have to be doing non-catch uh, wrestling competition, do submission only then. Takero uh, man, what are your points or what are your thoughts on cro cross training by visiting different schools? Yeah, visit different schools. Use your if if you do catch wrestling, use your catch wrestling against their style. Don't be, and this is the other thing. It's like the more catch, the better you are at catch wrestling, you'll see how effective it is. Um, uh, that <laughs> my good friend John Strickland, the other authentic catch wrestling coach on the East Coast, he um, he often talks about that. Where it's like a lot of people believe they have to be learning all these different styles uh, to be a better catch wrestler, but it's like why don't you just why don't you just do catch wrestling and become a better catch wrestler? You don't necessarily have to be doing learning so much from other styles um, but um, you can be practicing against them let's see Takero man how do you balance from knowing when to be loose and when to apply pressure and when it comes to grappling that ultimately is like mat time so a sparring experience uh, to see how See how long you can go before you start getting really exhausted and tired. A lot of times when you can be going longer and longer, it also is a sign that you know when to like relax and when to apply pressure. And just know, like lift, lift with your legs. <laughs> a lot of times uh, you can be standing or like say if someone comes at you at seated, in seated guard, if you go to like a jiu-jitsu jiu school, um, you can be standing right while they're seated. Uh, and your legs are lifting your body weight, right? Instead of just being on your knees and uh, crouched over the person trying to struggle that way, uh, you can probably get tired. Like your lower back will get tired from holding you up. Okay. Let me see. Takero Man, what are some of the grappling books you recommend? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, uh, I, I like uh, catch wrestling ones, like um, like authentic ones, like Farmer Burn stuff, and um, yeah, like Frank Gotcha's stuff. Um, so another question: was, Shinobi thoughts on session wrestling. So for those who don't know what session wrestling is, is basically it's like. A, it's kind of like a, like you pay someone to grapple with them. So you set up a, an appointment time, so like a session, and you grapple with them. So uh, there are men and women who do this, and uh, yeah, go for it. You can set up whatever rules you want. Um, basically, one person offers to pay uh, the other person to wrestle with them to see who wins. Uh, sometimes they film it, sometimes not. Um, yeah, so that, that's what it is. It, Feel free to do it. Men and women do it. Um, men challenge women. Uh, uh, some women challenge men. So sometimes there'll be like mixed um, uh, competitions. 
Um, yeah, I don't know if there's a problem there. I don't think there's any problem with that because it's people, um, but people doing what they want. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. So next question, the ghetto man is grip strength important for catch wrestling. Uh, so which technique do you do to increase your grip strength? Um, um, what do I do to increase my grip strength? Actually, I grab onto people's wrists. Um, but, um, you can also be uh, training your grip strength. Actually, well, actually we do have in our, um, on the CWA Academy, we have, uh, one, uh, strength and conditioning course, uh, that's, that's done by my good friend and my strength and conditioning coach, Brooks Krause. Uh, we do have one really cool grip strength uh, exercise that involves, you know, you extending your fingers, uh, with the, with, uh, the bar. Right. And, uh, so you practice your grip strength from even like being extended like this. So not just gripping, you know, like you can actually get some pretty good grip strength just by doing like dumbbells or, or any type of workout where you have to grab onto some kind of bar or something. So even if you grab onto uh, a bar and you do pull-ups, that's also training your grip strength because you have to, you know, you have to clamp down, Right, and then be pulling yourself up. So that's training your muscles. Right, you can kind of see how, like, uh, uh, you can kind of start seeing <laughs> a little bit how, like, the the tendons kind of strain there, or whatever. That means the muscles activating. So by lifting and grabbing things a lot, you are naturally uh, uh, improving the strength of your grip. Right, but you can kind of start isolating the the grip by um you know doing different types of movements where say like if you have a weight and you start uh exercising both sides of of your like your forearms because you have muscles on the the back side right so the back side of your hand and also the call it the palmer side uh so the palm side of your hand so there's two sets of muscles so like they're called extensors and flexors so ones that make your hand close and ones that make your hand open so just know that you can be training both sides and that will improve your grip strength and of course, we have a course on that. All right. What catch wrestling school am I based out of? I teach at um, Fight Science MMA in Los Angeles. All right. Uh, so one more question from Taikero Man. Uh, thoughts, Sakuraba Sun making his grappling debut in the next quintet. Yeah, great. Um, he has a judo and catch wrestling background. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. Hopefully, he makes catch wrestling proud. Hopefully, he does more wrestling stuff, more wrestling based than judo based. But we'll see. Eli, the game hunter, sub only is my strength. Yeah, I think um, I think sub only is like the the way to go if you're going to be doing if there's no um, catch wrestling competitions because uh, it, it sucks to lose by points basically right if they can't beat you or if you can't uh if, if their defense is good and uh, uh you can't beat them in the allotted amount of time it'd be it it's really annoying to lose by points so um that's that's it um all right yeah, so um, Ripper Catch Wrestling uh, says, I like the combat wrestling rule set. Um, I just don't like points, so I cannot condone it. Uh, so that's just my opinion, um, especially if they if you pin somebody, you just get points for it, and then they continue. Because even in judo, if you hold someone down uh, for it was like 15 seconds or something, then you win, right? So there's stuff like that where it's like, like a pin can actually end it uh so that that's my that's my opinion right <laughs> okay so go ahead and keep asking your questions i want to kind of also talk about one other thing that came up this week so let me go ahead and pull it up here uh my good friend john strickland the authentic catch wrestling coach of american hook wrestling on the east coast uh he did a guest blog for us on our um on our website, so you can go to catchwrestlingalliance.com and then go to our blog, and you can see his. The thing is, um, the title is this. 
So catch wrestling problems. Hopefully you can kind of, hopefully the camera picks that up so you can kind of see. Anyway, there's, ah, it looks like it's, the camera's not focusing on it. But anyway, he lists five problems that catch wrestling has. And I think um, it's a, it's good because this is coming from an actual catch wrestler, someone who's done uh, catch wrestling for the longest time and also who's, who's learned uh, from an authentic catch, one of the old timers. Right. And what, actually, what do you know? Like uh, Billy Wicks, his coach, wasn't teaching chokes and uh, wasn't teaching a lot of stuff that people are claiming that are part of catch wrestling. It just wasn't part of what he was teaching. Um, again, uh, he also had a really strong wrestling base. But so anyway, uh, I think this is a really cool post. So I'm going to go over it. Hopefully we, get, hopefully we can get John himself to talk about it. Uh, soon, sooner than later, he's been on. He's come on many times, so um, hopefully we can get him back on uh, very, very soon. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the points uh, that he lists as being problems in catch wrestling. So number one, uh, catch wrestling was hurt early on in the modern era by dishonest folks. That was point one. He doesn't go on and give more details, but I have to. Uh, live this every day. I'm sure he does also because, yeah, like we started off by talking about a few different types of um, comments that we're getting where it's like, you, know, you even see people thinking like, oh, anything is catch wrestling. What, catch wrestling is whatever you want it to be, but no, it's a specific style. Or like, like we started off saying that some people believe that there was a British rule set and an American rule set, but I showed you both Frank Gotch and Farmer Burns had the same rule set as what we do in England. So there's no like American rule set and British rule set. It is just the, the rule set. <laughs> um, okay, number two. Um, a few catch wrestling practitioners cross-train. Oh, this is actually getting to the point of, uh, was it Takero Man who asked the question earlier? A few catch wrestling practitioners cross-trained because they assume it makes them better. Maybe it's their wrestling to start with that should improve. Lots of valuables here, but at least this trend appears to be closer to honest than dishonest claims. Though, dishonest claims still exist in this group as well. Quick to learn another art because you're losing. I should, I could talk on this for days. Right, so his point is like, uh, so you you go do some weekend seminar and you think you learn catch wrestling and um, then you go go to some jujitsu gym and get your ass kicked, right? Um, I think this happened to a lot of people. Uh, they believe that they learned some cool way to counter catch wrestling or cool way to counter jujitsu. Um, uh, there's some painful techniques, but you, you got to realize it's like in grappling, it's there's a lot of people who devote a lot of their life to grappling and there's a lot of great grapplers out there. So I, that that's why I roll with, uh, and I train with some really great grapplers, uh, because it's, it's good. It's challenging. And I challenge them. They challenge me. Um, and so you'll have these people who don't understand that, especially like in, in Southern California, we have some of the highest level of grappling because like if someone, when someone from Brazil wins the the Brazilian championship or they become like pro in uh, MMA and this and that, a lot of them move here to Southern California. So the level of grappling is uh, pretty high. Uh, you know, at most schools you go to, it's, it's a very high level. So it's going to be different from where you're from. And I don't want to, well, I don't want you to be upset or offended or whatever, but it's pretty true. You're going to be, uh, it's going to be hard for people in like some um, like out of Southern California uh, to get the same high level grappling as you can here. We have the headquarters of what Tenth Planet. We have uh, headquarters of what Cabrinas. We have uh, in San Diego. We have Atos, right? World class uh, jujitsu competition. Uh, there's even AOJ. Um, uh, just a little bit south of us as well. So it's like we're having these mega schools that you've heard of. Their headquarters are here, right? So um, 
so then if you go and you go so you get say if you get some random person who maybe doesn't uh train so much right but they they want to learn some way to counter uh all these jiu-jitsu practitioners and they do some weekend seminar uh, and they think they learned catch wrestling in one weekend which is impossible they come they come back and get their asses kicked somewhere and then they think oh well i better be cross training or i better learn jujitsu or judo and this and that but they don't know that they haven't learned wrestling well enough and catch wrestling well enough to um to like then go off and learn these other things all right so if you the better the better you learn catch wrestling you'll find it easier and easier to counter these really good guys and but i would say it's like yeah it's, it's it'd be great if you are say like competing in sub sub only tournaments or um uh rolling with the really good guys especially if you're here in southern california uh or if you're in some other boy like uh, new york also has a lot of really great grapplers so if you can be going to these world-class gyms uh go ahead and uh, test yourself okay so number three from john uh, catches catch can try to grow too quickly and thus making a bad choice in how to grow it oh i guess actually getting to the point that i just mentioned you can't learn this today or in the, or this weekend uh, there's too much strip mall puppy mill type thinking here right so yeah if someone just thinks they can uh, do it real quick uh, you're, you're, you're not learning it right and you also just like any art you have to put time in uh, to to like refine it so that you know when to use the different techniques and there's actually a a, a quote that I like to uh referred to from billy riley so he was like the like the big time legendary coach uh from wigan who who coached all the the people you know of right all the uh like you know the, the carl and billy robinson and roy wood so he, one of the things that he said was that it's like if you're grappling and then you think oh now i can use a certain move like just at this moment to counter somebody if you can think that thought, it's already too late to use that move, right? Because uh, wrestling is alive, right? You got to be uh, moving and you got to be in the moment. So if in if if you're in the match and you're thinking these things, uh, your reaction time is too slow. So it should be like your counter should be happening without you thinking about it, right? So once you feel that you're in the position to be doing certain counters, that's when you do it. Don't think about or don't realize that it's time to do it because that then that means that time has passed, right? The optimal time has passed. Maybe you can kind of still make it work, right? But uh, chances are you've already missed your opportunity. Okay, number four from uh, John Strickland. Okay, my favorite. Why do we need to be more popular? A majority doesn't equate truth or fact. That's not how truth is measured. I'm sorry, but bass fishing by a local high school team is more popular. The argument for the argument for day one of this being success, a successful spectator sport was a tad delusional. All right. So point is, um, you know, you'll, you, you turn on ESPN or whatever and you see like uh, even <laughs> someone is pointing, pointing out that um, cornhole. I don't know if you know that 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 sport, quote unquote sport, uh, it's like, you know, uh, people, they, they put a board and it has a hole in it and then they throw bean bags to see if they can make it into the hole. Um, that's more popular than catch wrestling. <laughs> and so, so we're kind of in the major minority. Um, um, so when you get people, uh, trying, I mean, we're trying to, like like the whole thing about our our channel right you see keep real wrestling alive uh that's what we're trying to do because unfortunately a lot of people don't understand what we're doing or a lot of people don't understand what catch wrestling is even though it 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 used to sell out stadiums but that's not the case right now and even the the wrestling styles that branched off from us are more popular right so it's unfortunate that people say like um, want to be doing the, the way like how John says like the puppy mill version where it's like oh I learned catch wrestling in one weekend or whatever or I paid 
and this is, this is unfortunately this is, I see this too where it's like I paid however much money uh, to somebody for their for their DVD or whatever and now I'm a catch wrestler or I'm whatever it's like no he didn't learn it if, if, you, if all you had to do was pay all right okay number five folk style or freestyle is far from catch wrestling as judo is inserting a new sport into an old art created an entirely different style um very true right so that's the other thing too so uh we've been kind of talking about it recently where it's like uh john and and myself like we're seeing that kushti wrestling from india uh, appears to be using a lot more catch wrestling techniques than folk style or freestyle wrestling. So folk style and freestyle both came from catch wrestling, but over the years that these styles have moved so far away from catch wrestling, but you'll have people equating or just saying like, oh, if you only learn freestyle or folk style, then you already have a good wrestling base uh, to do catch wrestling which is potentially true but the, the thing is is like uh you can learn bad habits from these other styles because the objectives have gone further and further away from authentic catch wrestling so say like in freestyle i think one of the biggest examples would be that whole parterre stuff where it's like you just if you get taken down you just flatten out and you try to keep them from rolling you over because if they roll you over then they if they roll you over what, like four times they've won right so um uh that's that's like a big thing where it's like you, you wouldn't want to be implementing that type of strategy in a catch wrestling match right so you you can learn terrible habits from some of these other other styles that a lot of people think are wrestling or a lot of people think are what the greeks did or whatever like uh freestyles not what the greeks were doing all right, so let's get so okay. Go ahead and let me know some of your thoughts on uh, on what I read about John's uh, blog guest blog post. You can also go check it out on our website. Um, Eli, so uh, so so that being said, you signed up for the CWA Academy. Oh, thank you. Um, how do you go about getting the actual certification, right? So the way we do it, so even, so if anybody who signs up, you actually get access to several courses, but the two main ones that uh, I need you to focus on are the two fundamentals courses. So once you go through those and you uh, practice those techniques, then I, I want to see you do it. So if you can send me some, you know, short clips of you doing the technique, um, then once you show proficiency at those, then you can move on to the the level two. So you would have completed, say, like your white belt, right? And then you can learn, uh, you can get access to the more advanced lessons. And so it kind of goes on from there. Um, so hopefully that answers your question, right? So it kind of goes like that. So you'd be kind of like a level one, uh, and then, you know, you can become more advanced. Uh, as you go so you get access to more advanced lessons after that all right okay so let me see uh dean pool favorite ride favorite breakdown um let me see i kind of like the top ride stuff uh quite often i don't uh, ride legs uh just because um just because <laughs> I do kind of like going for hammer locks and stuff like that. So I'll often um, uh, stay on the side of someone. Sometimes I'll ride legs just to get them to react so that I can roll them over to pin them or at least to get on to or pass their guard or um, kind of be in side control if I'm going up against a jujitsu person because sometimes they'll react once you uh, put a leg in. Uh, so a lot of times it's for the reaction. Um, but oftentimes I'll stay on the side, maybe try to get wrist control, uh, try to go for the hammer lock, um, yeah, different things like that. So I won't necessarily, uh, ride legs. Okay. Um, Eli, so you learned catch wrestling and, or he says, I learned catch wrestling in a weekend, but wasn't very good at it. Yeah. So thank you for corroborating my, my point. Uh, catch wrestling is a real art. So you got to put time into it. You got to be working at it. 
Uh, oh, yeah, Takeru Man, I think I just answered your question, right? Are the separate, so what he, he wrote is, um, are the separate instructionals included in the CWA monthly membership? So when you join, you actually get access to, um, I think, um, virtually everything we have. I think there's just a few uh, courses that aren't included in there that we, from what you can see on our website. Plus, also, you do not get the more advanced courses. So you have to kind of, uh, uh, like, like I said earlier, it's like you have to demonstrate that you know the techniques, and then you get access to these courses, the more advanced ones. All right, but we, you do get, like, say, the fundamental stuff. You also get uh, John Strickland's uh, seminar, and then uh, you get the access to the, um, the strength and conditioning one. Right, that I mentioned earlier from my strength and conditioning coach, uh, Brooks Krause. Uh, so you get you get all that. All right. So yeah, go ahead and keep on asking questions. What's the most subhold? What's the most? Oh, so from Alec seven o two, what's the most popular subhold in catch wrestling tournaments? Um, it's different, really. Say like if you get a guy like uh, Anthony Pacek who's competed in like. Most of our tournaments or most of our events, uh, he really loves going for leg locks. Uh, we also got a lot of, say, like uh, double wrist locks, of course. And then we even have some pins. And we have some, um, like we have one that I'm thinking about from Matt Tran, where he was able to get a face lock submission or like a cross face. Um, so, yeah, neck crank submissions, uh, That th those are all in there. So it's not necessarily dominated by one particular style. Let's say um, Adriano Ramos, uh, your favorite catch wrestle. <laughs> uh, do you mean my favorite? I think you mean my favorite catch wrestler. Um, catch wrestler, I don't know if there's just one. I really like Farmer Burns. Um, uh, the guy who's considered the best from England is... Uh, actually named Billy Joyce, right? So, um, yeah, a lot of different guys. I also like Joe Stecker. Seems like a really cool guy. Um, he seemed like actually more self-taught, even though he was um, training really hard. And I, I think he has like a really cool um, story because, um, <clears throat> you know, he's put a lot of work into it and he was able to become world champion. So, um that was really cool he's also he's very inspirational uh he's a big time leg rider a big time leg guy so i'm um, doing a lot of body scissor stuff they even called him like the scissor king right so he's using his legs a lot um yeah yeah i guess he can use his legs and like bust open with the the sacks of grain right he's from nebraska um so he's out there in the in the crops you know so um yeah he's really inspirational uh there's a lot of really cool people yeah, a lot of really cool people more so than uh, some of the modern people who mostly did pro wrestling yeah so yeah go ahead and ask a few more questions but yeah, i think we kind of went over uh, the main things that um you guys were talking about or the main things we see online like so the, ultimately i think even what john is saying in his blog post and what we're talking about here is like uh, there's different uh, misunderstandings of catch wrestling so um if you are doing like the real thing and you're looking to be competing and if you can't like come to our events or wiggins events then probably submission only would benefit you better because then you wouldn't have to worry about point systems right and you can still use your pinning uh, strategies your pinning techniques to set up your submission holds right uh jones dr dr fives i'm sorry if i can't read that right but uh you have a question here. Been waiting to ask, what are your thoughts on where lineage and art separate? 
I've been seeing a lot of no gi guys utilizing wrestling and still call it jujitsu. Um, yeah, I think that's what happens all the time. Um, where it's like, well, even 10th Planet, it's like you have Eddie Bravo who did some high school wrestling and then he's he showed off or he popularized some wrestling techniques and made his whole uh style after he won or after he submitted one guy. He didn't he didn't win ADCC, but he submitted uh one of the Gracies, so then that along with his the wrestling techniques he created his whole jujitsu style um so you you were kind of seeing that a lot where um jujitsu becomes like this uh style where they're just different they're taking different techniques but again like uh kind of mentioning the whole danaher thing again where he talks uh, about the value of pins it's it's they're still different things so say like even in uh john strickland's thing where it's in, in his blog post where he mentions the like people cross training and stuff like that what you have in your comment is also that whole idea where it's like you have someone who does uh let's say like nogi and then they might incorporate a few wrestling techniques but they haven't really learned the art of wrestling right they haven't put the whole time in and uh, uh like be like we say like i think you kind of understand where so, or like i think judo might be a better example where it's like they didn't become a black belt in judo they didn't become a national champion in judo um so then it's just you're you're having someone who comes from a jiu-jitsu background and then they're taking techniques um and so that's why they can still call the techniques they're they've stolen from other styles and they can take that incorporate into their style and still continue to call it jujitsu because that's them. That's what they're doing. They're that's their base. Um, so I hope that answers your question, right? Because they're not all of a sudden doing catch wrestling now just because they do some kind of wrestling technique. It's still jujitsu. Yeah. So like say like even though I've learned like. A lot of 10th planet techniques or whatever um i don't call myself a 10th planet guy that's a um and yeah i don't consider what i'm doing uh jujitsu either so yeah hopefully that answers your question uh, hopefully that makes sense so it's like we'll have like a base style and uh, you might and and you do see that i guess from jujitsu because because Jiu-Jitsu in general lacks so much of the wrestling. And then you, I think you see them seeing, like starting to learn the value of wrestling. So that's why you'll see someone like John Danaher talk about the value of pinning, right? And uh, then, you know, posting about it on his social media that goes out to all his fans talking about the value of these things that aren't from their style, like naturally. And so you'll see that. Yeah. So that. So um, yeah. I'm. I'm not mad at them when they uh, when they say it's like jujitsu because, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily look at it and say like, oh man, that's wrestling, <laughs> because they're on their backs a lot of the times. Also, you know, they don't all of a sudden become like top game pressure guys. Uh, you even see Gordon Ryan on his back a lot, getting submissions and stuff. So, um, so yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Okay. It seems like I answered your question. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it was a real pleasure talking to you guys. Um, I think it's been a, uh, been a good amount of time here. So maybe we can go ahead and, um, like sign off for this week. Uh, feel free to, uh, ask any more questions, uh, because today's, today's live stream is based off your guys's comments and questions during the week. So I really appreciate what you guys are saying or your comments or your concerns and stuff. So uh, keep them coming. You can, you can comment in below on below this video. Uh, you can send uh, messages uh, to our different social media. Of course, we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're also on uh, TikTok and stuff. So uh, we're trying to think of ideas for more uh, TikTok videos because those are actually pretty fun to make. Um, so send send ideas for those two if you like, because uh, I think it's really fun where um, 
you know, you can take the audio from different videos and then make your own video lip syncing to that audio, which I think is really funny. Um, yeah. Oh, Orion Doyle, please tell me there's a real catch wrestling school in the PNW. Um, I don't know what the PNW is, Ryan. Oh, Pacific Northwest? <laughs> is that Pacific Northwest? Hopefully. I don't know. Because I know NSW, that's North South Wales in Australia. Um, is PNW Pacific Northwest? I don't know. If, that, if that's what it is, Ryan, why don't you be the person? Right, so uh, there's there's a, a guy who's been part of our our school in Alaska, um, but um, not necessarily close to you. Like if you're like around Seattle or something, um, so why don't you be that guy? <laughs> you uh, come down to, or you can do our the CWA Academy. You can uh, uh, come to LA, take a vacation in LA, and. Uh, Let's, let's train really hard together. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it can be you because I don't I can't really think. Well, unfortunately, it was really sad. Like in the Pacific Northwest, you had Dick Cardinal living there in I believe around Seattle, uh, but unfortunately he passed away last year. And I do believe that he um, he had stopped teaching for a while, but he was very very healthy. And I believe that he was actually even teaching like senior citizen fitness classes into his 90s so he it's kind of a testament to how strong you can be right if you're if you're training right so you just don't stop working out and eat right and stretch and all that uh, your body can last a long time in really good shape all right so yeah keep in touch ryan if you want to train uh yeah you're always welcome in la uh, okay all right so thank everyone for for listening um, you know, we're on podcasts as well as you can see us on Spotify and all that. Um, so yeah, keep real wrestling alive. Thanks.